What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. Not a whole heck of a lot, really. Uh, other than beating my head against the wall of this horrible, horrible event. Actually, it's not really horrible. It's just frustrating as all hell. What about you? Uh, you know, I'm just chilling. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm uh, not doing that event right now, so I'm feeling great. Well, I'm in, I'm in that good. mode where you were with Malik, where it's just chill mode, because I'm not <laughs> even worrying about it. So very nice, yeah. I'm like, you know, I I hope my guys are at gear eight besides Geo Soldier and Massage. So bothering to gear them to get her, with knowing how hard it was going to be, I just said, you know what? I'll wait till the second time around. Yeah. And since the territory battle is dark side to start, I feel okay with that because I feel like if they were to do a light side version before it ever came back, we would get Padme back again. So I assume that's I'll a good have point a chance to get her again before we ever need her for a territory battle. So I'm not not uh, banging my head against the wall right now. But I will say this. We'll say this right here at the top of the hour because tomorrow around let's say nine to ten ish uh west coast time pacific time i'm going to live stream the event on my alt account which is pretty much all separatists at gear 11 or higher so i'm going to give it a give it a go on my alt account i would i haven't done it yet just because i wanted to live stream it and saturday seemed like a good enough time for people to come and hang out so saturday morning tomorrow at around 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific, I will be live streaming the Padme event. Uh, you can all watch me bang my head against the wall. And by usually two days after, everyone has a pretty good strategy down. So I'll, I should be able to get enough people around in the chat to help me out to figure it out. So it'll be probably one of the first times that my alt account will be able to get something first time around and my main account doesn't. Oh, wow. Kind of Interesting. Funny. Yeah. That I mean, needs some help, so yeah, that'll be fun. Well, at least you'll get her in one account, no matter what. So that's a good thing. I just saw something in chat that I wish think is interesting to shout out. What's so that? First off, thanks to most Steph Isley 
for resubbing. But the number is crazy to me. 16 months, most Def Isley's been a sub for Oof. us, which means that we've been on Twitch for at the at the at the most, not at the most, but at, at the, the least, least, yeah, 16 months. So. That's crazy. Yeah. I never would have guessed. Right? That's, that's crazy. Man. I... So I want to say one more thing before we get into the Swaga news. Okay. And that is, we have awesome sponsors, right? Little oh, yes, we has, do. I think it's probably been like a year and a half now, close to a year and a half, two years. Yeah. Been sponsoring this podcast. We got these awesome microphones that we've been using every single week to make our videos, to make the podcast, to make everything. And I've never had a problem with any of them. They always sound great. Any sound problems that we have comes in post-production, not from these microphones, because these things put out some great sound. Along with these awesome headphones, they really got some great stuff on their website. For anyone that's getting into podcasting, YouTubing, just gaming in general, all that type of good stuff. But, uh, yeah. Uh, if you go to bluemicrophones.com, uh, you go check out all their stuff. If you were interested in getting into podcasting, YouTubing, gaming on your computer in general, and you're looking to buy something, go check them out. At least look them up. They've got a lot of really cool stuff. If you do decide to buy something, if you use SOPod at checkout, you get 20% off. So one-fifth of your entire order is already cut off the top. Heck, yeah. If you use our uh, promotion code. So go check them out. Blue is really awesome. They have some really great stuff. And uh, we really appreciate them. So there's that. Hell, yeah, we do. They're and awesome. I thought it was funny. Jo- Joker's uh, sub just flashed across the screen. Not as long as uh, MDE, but uh, still a supporter. Appreciate Joker eight months. EJ story at two months now. You guys are awesome. Heck yeah, they are. Thank what you guys. We did what we did this week. Yep. <laughs> hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? I'll be honest, I feel sorry for everybody in the live stream this week because my internet is really, <sighs> we're, we're struggling. We're struggling this week. Man, um. So is my sound going too slow because your your video looks great, the sound's great. Wow. But it seems like you're on a delay with my audio. Yeah, yeah, you're v- I hear you very delayed, and sometimes I only hear every other word. Oh, the glories of internet. Um, Yeah, and uh, sorry about the uh, audio issue last week. That's why you don't edit podcasts at 1 a.m. in the morning, but I didn't really have a choice because, well. As opposed to 1 a.m. in the evening. Yeah. Whatever. Um, All right. So let's go ahead and jump into what I actually did this week. And um, I I, I zated Grievous. That's that's pretty much it. Put a zade on his unique literally about 30 minutes ago. And that's that's all I've done. 
all I have done. Doesn't seem that far off from what I've done this week because I also used one Zeta, but I also gear 12 my Malik. So that seven star allowed me to get that gold ring around my Malik now. I'm working on his last, uh, I'm working on getting him to gear 12 plus three, and then I'll start working on those other two pieces. But yeah, my Malik is looking awesome. So. Very nice. That's what I did this week. Work on him. I'm finally done on him, so now I'm going to move back to the first order and start finish it, finish off the first order, and then I might move to separatists for the territory battle, or maybe I'll just go straight to separatists for the territory yeah. battles. I'm not, I'm not oh. sure yet. Oh, I'm glad you said first order. That reminded me of something I did this week. Um, I'm awfully proud of myself. I finally, it finally. Uh, well, my Kylo Ren finally registered on Swagaga's top scores or top things or whatever. So, according to that, I have the sixth highest health on my Kylo Ren Unmasked at 74,414. So, I was pretty happy about that. Um, Shout out to Elon Mustard from... Shattered Order, but doesn't he, according to Swagaga.com, yes, Swagaga.com, no, according to Swagaga, doesn't he have the fastest Darth Revan on there? No, fastest Bastila Sean at uh, Fallen Bastila at 317. Freaking crazy. Yeah, ridiculously fast Bastila Sean. So, congrats, Elon. That's nuts. And then it was had someone. Hit us up in the uh, podcast chat. I think it was saying that that was pretty funny. Yeah, that, that was pretty cool. I did not know that, so it's good to know. Um, man, Chicken Bottoms wondering what in the world that is. Oh, this ginormous glass of wine the size of my head. I am kicking it back old school, like the old days of the podcast. With yeah. The, I went to Costco this week, so ah. I've got a bottle of Costco sangria that I am just planning on destroying. Tonight. It's so, your longtime favorite. I I just have water. One. Ah uh, yes, water is a water is also a longtime favorite. It doesn't get as much that's, love on the podcast, that's but true. we do that's drink true. it off. Yes, that is definitely true. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I can't think of much else that I did this week. Oh, I did. I got Tank Tamer, finally. So I did do that. Oh, very nice. The Tank actually, after all the many, many thousands of times that we've done the Tank Raid, I finally was got first and got the uh, the elusive Tank Tamer uh, title, which is funny because I've gotten first many times if you count all the tide damages, but oh that, yeah. Never got to the actual first. So that was, well that's exciting. That was nice. Now now I just need the uh I just need the Sith rig one. Um cool. Well uh before we move on to this next thing, Drew seventy seven in chat brings up a really good point. Uh very sad week as another Star Wars legend passes away. To which we can only give our best tribute. 
That was bad. How can I do a better Chewie? That sounded like a pigeon. I can do a really good pigeon. I'm not great at doing good Chewies. I feel like I need a practice. It's hard. It's hard with the headphones on. I can't hear myself, so I'm not going to butcher well, that again. I, did, but... I have been growing the beard out to look more like Chewy recently, so nice. Because it was good timing. Understandable. That's everything. But yeah, I'll say this. We read that yesterday, and oh, man, it's just it's rough. And it's nice that uh, our current guy that's playing Chewbacca had all the time he got to spend with the original Chewbacca to hopefully go on in this next movie and anything else that Chewbacca ends up showing up in yeah. and uh, being a fitting tribute to Peter Mayhew. So to him and his family, we're all, you know that all the Star Wars universe is, is on your side and feeling your pain. So Indeed, very much so. Always sad when one of those guys passes away um you know we're all here because we love star wars pretty much and always sad to hear but um well let's go ahead and move on to this strong with us this update is young padawans all righty we have an update why don't you tell us what happened in this update this week? All right, so we have a lot of updates, actually. I kind of wrote update on there, but it's more of a the 30,000 posts they posted in, like, two days. I tried to condense them all down into a small pocket of information for us to go over. Okay. So let's see how well we can do this. All uh, right. First post. That we want to go over. Carrie posted a message about how they were they intend to keep us updated on new characters and reworks going forward. They highlighted on three specific things. The first one being testing. So they had an idea and they've they've been implementing it and working it out. Uh, they had a group of 35 people testing Padme. Both of us were included in that. That was mm-hmm. pretty fun. Uh, providing feedback and testing on the character, which was valuable, she said. They will be doing that again, uh, maybe once, maybe twice, as they move forward, hopefully leading to a public test server, basically where they can invite everyone to get in there, play with it, uh, provide feedback, and just basically say, this is what this character is uh, doing when I play them and something you might want to look at, or they'll just look at their data from the test server and see what people are doing with it and what what ridiculous things might be happening so that they can uh, fix those things before that it goes live. This is kind of a, I don't think we really talked about test server, a test server that much, uh, but there's a lot of people that seem to be against this only for the idea that they just don't think it's right that all the paying players should test their, uh, their product before they put it out. And I, I just don't understand that sentiment. Yeah. Doesn't make much sense to me. What about you? Yeah, um, I mean, I I think the more people you can get testing, the better. I mean, the better off you are. Um. So I, I think I think it's a great idea. We'll I mean we'll see how it actually ends up getting implemented and how well it works. But I think this is a 
good idea and a step in the right direction? Um, I just I just think of it like uh, most a lot of the games I've played in the past, like uh, let's say Heroes of the Storm. This is all this is all Blizzard examples, but Blizzard does a really good job of having PTRs to put the dive in. You know, I'd say maybe ten to twenty percent of the people that play those games at the most actually play those test servers before the stuff goes live. So it's not like everyone's gonna be doing this, but the amount of people that end up doing it actually really help with data and feedback and uh making things better. So yeah. I don't see how this could be anything more than less than a positive. So Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. Yeah. So they want to dial back that we don't know what's coming. We'll continue this thought. Hopefully. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. Is the delay massive? Well, I disappeared there for a couple minutes, but it's okay at the moment. We'll see how long this lasts. All right, we'll see how. But I was just saying, they're talking about Malik and how we did, never really knew when the KOTOR stuff was ending, but we did know what was going forward from then. Now that the KOTOR stuff's over, it kind of makes guessing or thinking about what's coming up a lot harder, and it'll be nice for them to give us a better idea of what we should be doing and what we should be looking forward to and basically how to continue to maximize our roster by looking forward you know what i mean yeah for sure for example my biggest way i've been looking forward has been first order working on first order only because i know with the new movie coming out that there is a very good chance that more first order come out yep that is as true i agree This uh, this lag is killing me because I have to wait for you to catch up so that you can make a point. And then if I don't know you're going to make a point, there's just like ten seconds of silence. So it's very stop. it's unbelievably frustrating. Uh so uh to everybody listening, whether you're listening on the podcast or live, um we we apologize. This is the technology hell that I live in. Well, we got some new announcements inside of them talking about notice about new reworks. So why don't you mention who they are and uh, whether or not you're excited for these two. All right. So um, two new reworks that are going to be coming are going to be Count Dooku and New Gunray. Um, they're going to be more territory battle specific as far as, you know, what their kits entail. But... Um, that is definitely a good thing to hear. I'm very curious to see if they end up changing their leader abilities because that's been something super common lately. A lot of these reworks end up with completely redone leader abilities just because there's something that doesn't synergize. Count Dooku doesn't really have the type of leader ability that you can really spam, but Newt does. So I kind of expect that you know we may see a refund on his leader ability due to them completely changing the dynamics of that kit. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting what they do, and I, I don't. I think that based on what they said about these being reworks specifically for territory battles, I'm starting to think that there's going to be some kind of the special missions involved with uh, this TB are going to center around these characters specifically. Like some, you know, some of them end up having bounty hunters, and some end up having. Yep. Um, Vader and Palpatine, and so I'm kind of curious if Newt's new leader ability, and this is another thing, I didn't mention it in the notes, they also said that some of these reworks might end up having them to refund gear on the characters, which to me means there's going to be some drastic changes to one or both of these characters. Yes, for sure. So I'm really just curious what they're doing to these two for the territory battles. And if they're both specific for certain special missions, who's going to be required to be with them to have the optimum team or why they'd be set? I mean, it's just interesting to me that these two are them. I don't have either of them geared up, so that is definitely going to be a point of emphasis for me for this month is trying to get both those characters uh I have to start gearing them now to be ready for that territory battle. Yeah, I'm probably not going to worry about them too much, but uh you know, at some point I may get around to it. Um so something else they mentioned was a new marquee slash uh galactic chase character that was planned for May but gets moved out. So they're basically giving us the month of May to kind of get caught up on things that we want to do and plan things going forward. So we're not going to really see anything new character-wise. So that is you know, that's kind of a relief that they tell us this early in advance. I mean, that probably means June 1st be prepared, but uh, you know, you got a good solid four weeks of being able to, you know, work work on all these old projects. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, just to answer Joker's question from chat, talking about these reworks and the, uh, um. Yes, basically he said, how much do you think the SEP reworks will change the difficulty of the Padme event next time it comes around? We're going to talk about the Padme, Padme and the Padme event as we move forward in the show, but I just wanted to mention, because it was asked here, and we're talking about Dooku and Newt Gunray, I think I saw it somewhere on Twitter or on Reddit where one of the devs said it should really help to make it easier, but the other part to that is if you've played with Dooku in the event now, all his counters wind up making the protection up go up a ton on the other team. So I don't even know if Dooku is going to be that great, even when he's reworked, depending on how they rework him. Because yeah. those those counters over and over, and he just keeping slapping onto those guys, adding protection up to them, really does not make it any easier. So interesting to see what the reworks end up doing to this event, but I don't know right now. Yeah. Um, um, so something else they did. They put out a post that... that uh, do what? Oh, God. Okay, so you just went through all this? Oh, do you hear me? Hello? Hello? Are you there? Yeah, I hear you. 
Okay. Yeah. Hello. Uh, yes. Um, How are you? Wonderful. Uh, We're all here. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I just mentioned the May thing. Um, next was the uh, Protection Up thing. Uh, so this was a little article they put out kind of explaining Protection Up due to Padme's kit. So uh, it's if you didn't already know, basically, Protection Up's based on your total health. Uh, there you'll find uh you'll be able to find the link in the show notes but it explains the order of operations and how protection up works basically you could only stack different protection ups from different abilities you can't stack protection up from the same ability over and over uh but it's just kind of an explanation on how all of this works due to how important protection up is in Padme's kit and the synergy that she has with uh, Jedi Knight, Anakin, and Ahsoka. So uh, that was a really good thing that I highly recommend people at least checking out for there. Um, why don't you tell us about Padme's gear requirements? Okay, so if we were to go back into the... Basically what happened is this. Uh, Padme's gear came out, and everybody looked it over on Swagaga because they posted a link. Say, basically, they gave a nice teaser of uh, Padme's kit reveal on Swagaga. So Padme showed up there, all her stats, all her abilities, and also, like Swagaga does, her gear list, her full gear list. And if you were to go and look at it right now, actually, I have it pulled up on my computer so i can go to it and bring it up Ooh. but basically listen to this 250 stun gun salvage 250 biotech implant components 250 stun cuffs 100 mark three carbontes 150 of each of the new cryotenses the gear required me to get to gear 12 are absolutely insane. And on top of that, we, I keep going back to this point because it just really bugs me, is the fact that they said these three, two, new, this two new pieces were added to alleviate the need for the other pieces by adding a different piece for you to farm. Yet somehow characters <laughs> keep coming out with these new pieces and still requiring the same amount of the old hard pieces, if not more yep. of them. So... Yeah, you, everyone saw this and started freaking out, understandably so, because it's just so ridiculous, the amount of gear she needed. So they came out with a post saying, uh, yeah, we realize this gear list is out of control, blah, 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 blah. They ended up adding gear to the uh, rewards for the Padme event. So basically, they were giving out, uh, I didn't write down the gear pieces here, but I know there's some Mark 8 Biotech implant pieces uh, some stun guns, I think, maybe some stun cuffs, gave you pieces to kind of lower those numbers. And the reason they decided to do that rather than just put different pieces of gear on her that and make these not required was an interesting one to me and one that I never really thought about when thinking about just how bad the gear is. Because we think when we think gear, we think, okay, we're going to have to farm this gear, and we're going to have to find it and put it on these characters, and that's the only part I ever think about. I don't ever really think about the stats that are added to the character 
from those pieces of gear. Yep. The reason they are giving out gear as a reward rather than changing the gear on the characters, because if they were to change the gear on the character, the stats of the character would change, and it might lead to some imbalancing or, you know, weird things going on with the character they don't want. So basically, they have her tuned through the gear to a place that they want her to be, and that's why they can't change the gear. And that makes me think about other characters in a way where really mold the stats of the character for the way they end up at the end. It's not just a thing behind the scenes. It's also done by the gear. So that it's starting to just something I never really think about. I don't know. Yeah. I don't uh, know if that struck you the same way as me. Yeah, a little bit. Um, this next thing's way more exciting, though, because this is something we've been wondering about for a while. We always wonder about it when the new year starts, especially, is what are they going to give us for May the 4th? There's always some sort of celebration reward. So uh, this year we're getting light side, dark side, and fleet hard node battles, cantina battle, double drops on May 4th and 5th, 20 Zeta mats, 50 of each of the mod slicing materials, and you get the 25% more crystals on crystal packs. And not only that, but today, yesterday, tomorrow, they've got these really awesome gear packs. So these gear packs are one-time purchase. You're crazy to not buy them because... Even if you get the worst possible drops, it's still a better value. But you basically have the opportunity at getting double, uh, you know, double value on the drops. Um, how, uh, how has your luck gone with these two packs so far? I, I've gotten zero both times. You didn't get them? No, I didn't buy them. What? Well, A... I have 250 Carbontes right now, so I'm not going to spend the, the crystals on them. I've been spending my crystals on those new pieces, man. That's why I got Malak to gear 12. All uh... my crystals have been going to those stupid new pieces. So, And while I've been farming those, I've been I've been getting amassing a large amount of stun guns and stun cuffs and yeah. biotech implants. So... I haven't needed to buy them. Now, granted, anything I buy, I would end up using eventually, but I got enough right now that if I need one of those pieces, I already have it built, so I'm not spending the crystals on those right now. But that's not to say... I knew you'd bring up the value of that because the 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 amount of crystals you pay for them, whether you do get the 25 or the 50, is still good. Uh, doesn't help alleviate the feels-bad-man feeling... Of getting the the smaller one on a fifty fifty switch. Man, but... I, I I don't know the still even getting twenty five. I'm happy with it because it's something I would typically buy anyway. And um... right, but you still had the chance of fifty, and you didn't get it on a fifty fifty. Yeah, roll. that that doesn't bother me at all. I was very all. nope. Literally unfazed by getting twenty five instead of fifty. Would I prefer would I prefer the fifty? Obviously, but yeah, it doesn't bother me. I will take the good deal anytime there's a good deal. Right. I, I'm not saying that you won't take it. I'm just saying 
obviously doesn't bother me this is semantics again anyway um but yeah those are great deals so make sure you check those out this weekend because i think they're gonna have ones for stun guns and stun cuffs i think they're uh i I can't remember what the price is on them but they are you know if you're gonna buy them with crystals they're pretty good value anyway so um what about this content update or i guess what about the rest of the content update um kind of odd, a few odd things ej story just roll the 50 oh heck yeah <laughs> I, I i did roll the 50 on the carboni oh. and that was nice i do have to admit i wish that i'd known about this before this got patched and fixed because uh, it is kind of funny that this would have worked but they made it so the spirit altar in the ghost of dathmere is now resistant to percent health effects. Abilities like Darth Malak's Drain Life will no longer be able to destroy the altar. In Interesting. I mean, that'd make that event go real quick if once you got to the uh, altar, you just used Drain Life from Malak once and no took kidding. 100% there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I did not even think about this till I saw it in the pa- the notes, and I'm like. This is why people do play testing or they're thinking about this testing because someone saw that. Someone, I'm sure there's someone out there that saw Malik's kit and was like, you know what? That would look, work great against the spirit altar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably so. That was the first thought. I don't care about the arena. That <laughs> spirit altar. I've been trying to figure out how to beat it in one hit. Yeah. Now and- I have it. There, I mean, we've got some teams now where you can plow through that thing pretty quickly. But yeah, that's crazy that you could just go in there with Malik and take all the health and be done with it. <laughs> Very cool. I don't get to try it, sadly. Uh, the other part is they rolled back. This is the one that's confusing to me. Like, it makes me wonder what's coming in the future that they needed to do this because there's literally. As far as I can tell, no reason to do this right now. And that is that they rolled back the change that reordered units in a battle. Unit placement is now determined again by the order in the squad selection screen. So if you haven't played this game that long, back in the day, the order you put them in was the order that they were in on the battle. So if you put the leader spot in and you put two people next to them on that top row, the front line of battle is going to be your leader in the middle and the two that you put in the top row next to them. And then the two you put on the bottom, were going to be in the back. And uh, then they did a change during a quality of life at one point that sorted it by the size of the character. Because once Wampa was implemented with uh, dark side territory battles, if you put Wampa in the front and a hermit Yoda in the back, uh, Wampa would just completely cover hermit Yoda and make it Im- really hard to click on him. Same if you're fighting an enemy who had a Wampa covering a smaller character. Yep. That's That was the reason for the change initially, or one of them. But now they've changed it back to where however you set it up on your character screen is how it's going to show up, which can lead back into some interesting, another interesting strategy there you yes. go. Um, with you know how you set up your arena team and things like that. So, and this is a strategy I can get behind because it is <laughs> right there nice. built into the game. So it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I, I just don't know what this could, what this could mean if it means anything. Uh, 
I'll I'll tell you why I think they did this. I think because it was stupid. It was random. There wasn't there was actually no system to it because there'd be times I would use the exact same team against the opposing you know same team over and over, and my lineup would look completely different every time. And it's unbelievably frustrating. It's like, all right, well, where's this character? Because you get used to tapping the same spot on the screen with the same team. It would be nice to have some consistency there. And I kind of think that's what this does. Zara mentioned another thing. Maybe it's not as needed as much now with the buff debuff viewing window change. So that could also be a part now that you. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Buffs and debuffs that used to cover the screen along with big characters and such maybe that's not needed as much so that's a good point point too um all right so the other thing Uh, was they oh uh oops i was about to skip over that the emperor's (laughs) shuttle uh is now farmable on dark side hard node 7d very exciting which leads Uh, exactly into what we were talking about with galactic chase being a new way to marquee yes because once we saw them go into the fleet mega pack, kind of like a chromium, we had a feeling that it was kind of going to go to a farmable location next, and there it is. So, yep. Look for the Evan Hawk in the next couple weeks, three weeks probably. That weeks. that's a good point. I kind of wonder if there will be some tie-in or some place where we might be able to use the Evan Hawk whenever it actually comes in. You know, if there's some sort of use for it or whatever i guess we'll see um all right so the other thing was sith assassin they finally refunded all that sith assassin gear and um now there are people out there in the wild (laughs) with uh you know like gear one sith assassin with six stop mods on her (laughs) very funny weird right yeah. The minute they take them off, I'm sure they can't put them back on. So, yeah, that's that would be that is pretty funny. Yeah, because I, I think the rule is that you cannot equip these mods on, uh, cannot equip six dot mods on a character unless they're gear twelve. I don't think it says anything about simply having them on there. So, yeah, very cool. Um. Well, that goes back to one of those things where I would just leave it that way unless they're just ridiculously great mods you want to put on someone else because that kind of that's one of those things that's like a throwback kind of like uh, my two-star Lando <laughs> is where it's like, yeah, I've got to 60 mods on my Gear 4 Sith Assassin. How did you do that? Well, let me tell you a story. <laughs> yep, that that is a really good point. Oh, the good old days. Um. <laughs> All right, uh, you want to jump into, uh, let's see, Padme and Jedi Knight Anakin's kits? Yeah, sure, let's do that. All right, I guess we'll just start with Jedi Knight Anakin because they added a Zeta to him, um, and they added one line to his AoE, which is... So the line on his AoE is, if Padme is an ally, dispel all buffs on enemies. And I don't... And that is an ability that cannot be evaded. So that is actually an incredibly powerful ability now. It's just crazy that the... I mean, it was powerful before this. But now you got a complete 
uh, AOE D spell, yep. spell for the opposite team on that. And so that's pretty crazy. Heck yeah. Oh, that's an awesome change. I mean, I, I liked that totally AOE agree. in the first place, but. Yep. I mean, I, it's uh, dependent on Amidala being there, but once you get her, you're probably going to use those two together every time. Yeah, because they they have a little bit of synergy together. Um, as people well, that may. It goes right into the Zeta, so. It does. Uh, and the Zeta, which is on his unique ability, adds the following text If Padme is an ally, she takes a bonus turn after each of Anakin's bonus turns. I mean, that's a pretty nasty Zeta, to be perfectly honest. That's yeah, pretty crazy. That's a lot of bonus turns for uh, for a team that, when they take bonus <laughs> turns, does a lot of damage and adds a lot of protection. Yeah, for sure. Um, as Drew says in chat, uh, their synergy makes babies, and that is true. <laughs> Very nice. Um, the uh, they also one of the changes that is not from the Zeta, but also was changed in his kit, is that if all allies were Galactic Republic at the start of the battle, that's when he gets the bonus turn. Oh yes, which is no, it's not something to glance over there because no, that is a well, change. correction, he still gets the bonus turn no matter what, but it's the 100% damage that is now contingent upon... Right, right. The damage... Yeah. Yes. Damage comes from Galactic Republic allies. Yeah. Still gets the bonus turn, but the damage is now in a Galactic Republic team. So that's a bit of a bummer, but... Oh, well. Um. Alright, so... Like we said, if you have Padme, you're gonna be using Anakin with her, so... More than likely, it's not going to end up being a huge deal, but uh, he's not going to work the same way he did in Jedi Knight Revan teams. But for the most part, I think that once people get Padme seven stars, they're probably going to be trying that out in Arena, and it's probably going to be all Galactic Republic anyway. So, Well, he still works the same. He just won't do as much damage on those bonus turns, which is unfortunate. But like you said, the synergy with Padme is crazy good. I mean, they... um, well, let's just go ahead and jump into our kit. Um, so since we're both on the test server, we both got to kind of test her out and experience kind of what she's like, what she's about and everything. So uh, we'll just go ahead and just kind of talk about her. So her basic ability deals physical damage to target enemy and it cannot be evaded. All Galactic Republic allies gain protection up 10% for one turn. So, and this is like right off the bat on her basic. We talked about this when we saw the three reworks of the the Jedi. This team is going to need more than what they had with protection up to make it a viable, not a viable thing, but make have more ways to get protection up with whatever they were going to do with protection up to make it awesome and. So you had the, the the ones we talked about with the other kits, and, and but now you've got one straight off the bat, right off her basic, which uh, is really going to help fill out the rest of her kit. The fact that she's doing this and other people can do this. Yep. Or add protection ups. Indeed. Um, it is 
It is quite good. What is that uh, first special? All right, so gone into specials, you've got Cunning Plan, which dispels all debuffs on light side allies. Not just uh, Galactic Republic, Woo! but all light side allies she will dispel debuffs on. And they recover 50% health for each Galactic Republic ally, and each debuff dispelled from themselves, Galactic Republic allies gain protection up, stacking for one turn. So if you have a full team of Galactic Republics... That's what five stacks plus uh, each debuff they dispel on themselves. Add that on top of what they get, and that's the amount of protection up they get from this ability. Correct? You were cutting out a little bit of that, but I'll say yes. All right. I don't know that I am completely correct there, but uh, repeat it um, one more time. It's a lot of protection up. So for each Galactic Republic ally mm -hmm. if you have a public team that's five right plus each debuff on themselves so if let's say anakin had two debuffs he would get seven stacks of protection up yes yes that is yeah, correct so lots of protection up coming from this which is this ability is really good to stack up those protection ups that really go into her unique which we'll get to but uh just another ability she has that keeps throwing protection up out there, adding in with the reworked characters and the way they get protection up. It's going to start stacking that protection up very quickly. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, very quickly. And that, oh, as you'll see, that protection up is absolutely crucial to this team. Yep. Uh, Second special, Graceful Assault. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Deal physical damage to target enemy and stun them for one turn, which can't be copied or dispelled. Then call a light side ally with protection. Call all light side allies with protection up and Jedi and Anakin to assist. Woo. So it's a mass assist and a stun that can't be copied or dispelled. It's... It's crazy, and the, the, the just ridiculous kicks she does are out of control on this ability. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is... The, the, I would say the animation for this takes a while because those kicks are just... It's, it's crazy. This animation is long, it feels like, and so it makes it hurt a little more every time I see it. I, I don't really remember the just... animation, but... I mean, having another mass assist, you know, especially when there's this much synergy with General Kenobi, that's going to be that's going to be pretty cool. It's not going to be great against Darth Revan, obviously, but very, uh, very powerful stuff. Um, go ahead and move on to her leader ability, which is Unwavering Courage. This does have a Zeta ability. Um, light side allies have plus 50% max health, and while they have protection up, they resist all debuffs and can't be critically hit. At the start of their turn, Galactic Republic allies dispel protection buffs on themselves and gain one stack of courage for each 5% protection up dispelled this way. Courage can't be copied, dispelled, or prevented. Courage. 
When damaging target enemy with an attack for each five stacks of courage, dispel five stacks and deal bonus damage equal to 40% of the target's max health. There's a, there's a lot going on there. So, basically, five stacks of courage is equal to doing damage 40% of their max health and... The really cool thing is this protection up with the Zeta. Uh, they resist all debuffs and can't be critically hit. So, I mean that. I mean protection up is what you want on this team. And as we just discussed, that being based on your max health, modding for as much health as possible is going to be really good, especially since you get that. Uh, plus 50% max health bonus. I mean, you're going to be getting huge amounts of, uh, you know, that the protection basically compounds, you know, because of that leader ability. Um, I mean, there's going to be a lot to get through. It's going to be one of those things that kind of battling this team, you kind of have to work through and find openings, kind of like with Nest almost, because of how much stacking protection there is. You're not, it's going to be very difficult to get through. You're going to wait and have to wait until it's dispelled and gone and then go in for the kill kind of now when damage preach five stacks of courage dispel five stacks so you can just you can dispel as many five stacks as you want on one so you could do let's say you have 10 stacks of courage you could do 80 percent uh of the target's max health in one ability yes correct that is correct so one thing to think about as well with this is that at least for Padme, I can't speak to Anakin and Ahsoka and and General Kenobi at this moment because I don't know what their protection up they give is. But um, let's say that that scenario I was talking about when she did her cunning plan ability happens for Anakin and he had two buff- debuffs and it's a full Galactic Republic team. So... If she's granting him seven protection ups, her protection ups that she give are 10%. Each one's 10%. And a stack of courage comes from 5% protection up. So each protection up buff you have is two stacks of courage. So if she got, that'd be 14 stacks of courage from using Cunning Plan, going and Anakin taking his next turn, getting 14 stacks and his next attack would do 80% max health damage. So it's nice that the her protection up gives two stacks of courage for each one, and it's not just a one per each buff that you have. It's two. That's just something to think about. It's the protection, the amount of protections you have where you got the number there that's like five, that's not, it's actually going to be 10 courage, not five. It's good to see extra there i guess i don't know it's just yeah. i would have thought it would have been one for one but it's actually one to two yeah which is gonna become really powerful powerful with the way she keeps stacking that protection and, and there's a lot going on i mean there's a lot to wrap your head around as far as this kit goes but it is ah it is uh it is super awesome and it is definitely worth the zeta because like i said that zeta uh you know does the resist all debuffs part and that is all debuffs so um that's very very important uh the other 
the other part of her kit is her unique ability always a choice that also has a zeta ability padme is immune to fear whenever a life side ally loses protection up they recover five percent health allies can't gain or lose bonus turn meter whenever an ally attacks out of turn against a against a galactic republic ally that ally gains protection up 10 percent does not stack with itself for one turn increased to 40 percent if padme is their leader this protection up can't be prevented or dispelled um so that's i like the not being able to be prevented or dispelled part that is pretty spiffy and this is a nice way to throw in some protection up with a unique ability so you know even if you fit her in like a jedi knight revan team or something you'll still get the effects of this very cool yeah and even in the and so if she's the leader with this the 40 40 percent of uh 40 protection up that's eight stacks of courage right there off just the unique so Oh yeah, that's a There's good just point. There's a ton, a ton of ways to get protection up from her, as well as just massive stacks of courage from them, especially yep. from this ability. So, cunning plan and this unique are really going to be integral to the team and how you can get those stacks of courage to do the massive damage, those stacking forty percent max health damage abilities so yep pretty awesome i'd say heck yeah so you know between um you know her and anakin so you have anakin who has the ability to gain the most turn meter which we suspect probably won't happen quite as often with this team as like a jedi knight revan team because of the way they have the health and everything. But they do have a humongous health pool. So th- that is advantageous to him kind of getting those bonus turns in. But um, the fact that she gets the bonus turn with him. And both of her specials only have three turn cooldowns. So I mean, it you know, you could get through these special abilities pretty quick. Uh, actually, whenever she's paired with Jedi Knight Anakin. Well, even even just herself and her speed, because I don't know if you noticed that her base yeah. speed is 170. Very fast. And I don't know where that ranks on the character list. I'm going to try to look, but I know that's one of the faster fastest characters. I, I'm not sure wise. if anyone has a higher speed than that. Uh, there might be someone I like 171, either. but I mean, it's... It is up there for sure. Yeah, so Padme is, let's see, one, two, three. She's 13th in the game for quickest speed. Really? That's it? Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. I can tell you real quick because people really like that sort of thing. So give me two seconds and I'll tell you who the faster ones than her are. Okay. Okay. the fastest characters in the game are faster than Padme. You've got TIE Fighter Pilot, 182, Count Dooku, 179, Princess Leia, 176, Ray wow. Scavenger, 176, Jin, 175, Zam, 175, 
BB-8, 174, Darth Sidious, 173, Hermit Yoda, 172, Cartho Nasty, 171, Infus Nest, 171, and she is tied with Django Fett at 170. Damn. Very yeah. interesting. Did so not know that. She's definitely up there at the top, but she's got a few people in front of her, but she's definitely one of the fastest characters in the game, so you're going to be able to get those specials off a lot more than some of those other characters that that's why with the three turn cooldown on her, it really isn't that big of a deal because she's going to be taking enough turns that she'll probably be able to use them, especially in raids or long battles where you can just continue to use her abilities over and over. Yep. So, so what are you yeah, thinking as far as she goes, um, team comp wise? What what is you know what was your first thoughts and what do you think of her in the test account? So, I settled on the team of Padme, Anakin, Ahsoka, General Kenobi, and R two D two. That was the one I played the most. That was the one I had the most. I mean, I guess it's the one I stuck to because I had the most success with it. Um, I pretty much beat everything. That I came across, except for Darth Revan teams with Malak. If Darth, if the Darth Revan team didn't have Malak on it, I could beat it. Darth Malak made it way harder than uh, than just than without him. But uh, absolutely, I just thought there was a lot of extra. All the extra stats added through R two D two, and just his ability to stealth, so that you're hitting the person you want to on the first move. Um, that's 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 the way I played it, and I had a lot of fun with that team. And granted, some people want to keep him with RJT. So after that, um, C3PO was one that I've seen a lot of people mention. Yep. Um, and the reason for C3PO is specifically in one of his unique abilities. Um, you know, each time a Galactic Republic ally gains a different, non-unique, non-protection buff they gain 15% protection up for two turns. So, you know, uh, things like, what, Foresight, Retribution, Crit Immunity, all those sorts of things, uh, those will give them protection up. So, more more protection up, hard to go wrong with. Yep, for sure. It's interesting, one other character that they had on the Synergy suggestion screen for her kit reveal was gen- obviously not a character that I'm going, if I'm using in territory battles or territory wars slash grand arena, not a character. I'm probably going to slide into that team, but one that they did have in there was grandmaster Yoda. Yeah. As a synergistic person. So I'm not sure. For sure. It'd be interesting. You know, imagine throwing a bunch of stacks on Yoda right before he goes off on one of his, his abilities. I mean, that would just be... He already can one-shot people, but give him two, like, ten stacks of courage so that he's doing 80% max health on top of his damage. Oh, yeah. He'll really be smashing. It would be ridiculous. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Get nasty quick. He's he's a great character, but... You know, for total team comp-wise, you know, you mentioned not wanting to pull R2 out of an RJT team, which I totally understand, but... 
I think there are so many resistance characters that you can easily afford to pull R2 out of our JT team, uh, even though he's really good there. I think he is both better with Rebels, um, better with Rebels and better with the Galactic Republic than he probably is with Resistance. Uh, so if you end up pulling 3PO or R2 from a Rebels team, what I will be doing probably is putting old Ben with my Rebels and then probably putting R2-D2 with my Galactic Republic. I will, of course, try 3PO, but I'm kind of the same boat as you. I really like the R2-D2, mainly because given similar mods, you can make him go faster than Darth Malak and you can protect, uh, you know, your team to where, say, only General Kenobi gets feared because Padme's immune. If she's, you know, if she's leader, she's immune. So, you know, uh, you only end up with one character getting feared and you can get a really nice advantage in the beginning of the battle by doing that. So, um, she's definitely going to be effective at taking out Malik teams, uh, for sure. Um, what I've been stuck on this since you said it, but one of the reasons I really like, uh, keeping R2D2 on J Jedi Knight Raven or Jedi Knight. Jedi training Ray is because she's one of one of she's the only one I believe besides maybe Holdo that has an AOE attack that he can crit with and if you're critting and getting three exposes out in raids or you know more than that um Th that I agree with in raids, like anything else all that, sure. all that extra yeah in raids for sure that's the main one I'm thinking of is all that extra yeah turn meter to start off can really up your scores yeah so that's why i really like to keep him in there and it also works a lot for me in grand arena when i don't i'm not completely sure that i have outsped a let's say like a first order team or a bosk you know most of the time my r2d2 is fast enough to go before everyone else and so going with that aoe to Feed turn meter the other two can pretty much set up a win in those those situations. That's why I usually keep them with them. Yeah. And to but, be clear, I was like, primarily talking Grand Arena, not raids. Right, right. I'm still talking Grand Arena. I know. Because, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> gotcha. I just wanted to clarify about what I said. Gotcha, gotcha. Basically what it boils down So let's talk about the event real quick because I don't think we've talked about the event. Um, I haven't played it past uh, the fourth tier. Actually, I've played the tier five with my gear eights and my two, my gear 11 and gear 12, uh, which does not go well. But so I don't know the complete frustration that you have gone through. So why don't you explain how you, what you think about this event so far? Um, so I have beaten tiers one through six. I am stuck on tier seven. Uh, tier seven's kind of a pain in the ass, to be perfectly honest. Um, so I have a gear 12 uh, General Grievous. I beat tiers one through six without a Zeta on him. Um, I basically just moved my mods from crew over to him. Uh, so just basically went all health and then... Eventually, I ended up going with a crit damage triangle, and right now I have an offense triangle on him, but basically just a lot of health with some crit damage, and you'll be good there. Um, 
But like I said, he's gear 12. I have Asajj with Zeta. She's gear 12. I have Sunfok gear 12. And then um, gear 11 B2, who I think is really important. And then we have um, been kind of going between Dooku and Geno's and Soldier. And I'm not really sure who's best. Uh, Dooku is really good. He's only gear 10 for me, though, which is really unfortunate. But he can stun multiple characters. He has the ability block and stun on his basic ability. He has a lot of really nice stuff in his kit that really help in this event because the protection up and the courage and all the buffs are so annoying. They are, I mean, they're rough. They're really tough to get through. I mean, I see where like a Droideka and B2 can be so important um, versus trying to do it with a scrub team like I'm trying to. I think I'll I think I'll get her seven star, but it's going to be really tough. Um, yeah, that, that's I can see a B2 definitely being important in the event for the fact with his AOE dispel and the chance with all the good bonus turn there that he would get that often off often enough. One thing I noticed as well for my attempts at tier five with my crappy team is I think my I think my Geo Spy is like gear six but mass is higher level than the other one. So it winds up being one of the more powerful ones than the other ones on my team. So it was in there and it always stealths. So it usually is alive and I get to use it often enough, but that geo spy is pretty good in there as well because of his special being able to dispel. Um, in my attempts at tier five, using the dispel from geo spy on Anakin to open it up open up things for Asajj to kill Anakin has been really good. So I can see that being a good one as well as Sunfok with his Dispel and Basic just to get rid of all that protection up all the time. Those are ones I could see. Not playing it very much at all. These are just things that roll through my mind. Obviously, a lot of people have played it already and beat it, but I'll be doing that tomorrow, so these are just things I'm thinking about. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's pretty tough. Um soldier. Go ahead. I was gonna say uh, someone said Geo Soldier was bad for attacking out of turn. Um there was something in Padme's kit um about attacking out of turn. Uh, one thing I did like about Geo Soldier, uh I basically just took all the mods off and let him die because him dying once I zated Grievous allows him to go immediately and in that tier 7 that's pretty important you know you don't have to deal with quite as much in tier 5 or 6 they're they're quite a bit easier but I mean I think you do still need mods decent mods I think John Grievous's lead is probably the way to go um B2 is not quite as important in the early ones but having B2 and Asajj both is kind of nice because you have the two AoE dispels and then along with Sun Fock you have counters and dispels uh you know dispel on basic which is awesome uh very hard to go wrong there um really useful yeah so what I was trying what I was talking about at the very beginning of the show when I was talking about Dooku being bad for this event um this is exactly what I was talking about it was mentioned here by uh Drew with Geo Soldier being bad as well 
probably also what makes Sunfock not as good. Um, but that is the fact that Padme's Unique says, uh, whenever an enemy attacks at a turn against a Galactic Republic ally, that ally gains protection up. 10% does not stack with itself for one turn. It, it increases to 40% if Padme is the leader, which she is in the event. So anytime if someone attacks at a turn against someone on the uh, in this event, they're getting 40% uh, protection up. So unless it's Sunfock who's giving it to them, then dispelling it, they're going to be gaining crazy stacks of courage yep. as well as gaining crazy stacks of protection up, and that's what makes Geo, makes Geo Soldier, Count Dooku, and Sunfock harder choices to make just because of the fact that they counter or Geo Soldier calls in someone on an assist, those types of things. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, that's... That's uh, which they when you hear that, that's what they're talking about. So, very uh, nice. It'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to playing this tomorrow on the stream and hanging out and seeing what happens. I've, I've been it's been very tempting for me to jump in there on my alt account and just play it, but uh, it's more fun to hang out with everyone and do it. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, nice. That'll be fun to watch. Full show. Um, all right. Uh, what 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 do you think as far as is there anything specific, uh, modding wise that you're thinking about with these characters? I think you covered it uh, pretty well on just a overarching idea with your mods is to try to get as much health on these characters as you can because of all the protection oh, yeah, I did mention that. that is getting thrown out with this team. Yep. So make sure that even if you're not doing it, using health for health primaries, which are a good thing to have on this team, uh, health secondaries on your mods. If you see something that you have 15 speed on one or 15 secondary speed on one, but no health, secondaries and then you have a 14 speed one that has a health primary on it probably better just to take away a speed and put some health on there uh your triangles your arrows crosses circles all those things that you can put health or protection on yep you're gonna want to you want to do health over the protection and I tell you what, uh, one of the biggest things that uh, ability that you're talking about with the attacking out turn protection up thing that I mean that's awfully enticing on that Kenobi Zeta whenever a character you know loses protection up, um, him gaining taunt. So I mean he's gonna be taunting a lot, and you know if you try to double tap him or attack or I, I should say attack out of turn or mass assist on him, going to be very annoying. She's gonna turn into a monster no yes very much so yeah. and i kept people talking here about uh the mon calamari jedi um oh that guy being oh. jolie being jolie wearing a mask pretty much if you look at the uh the title of this week's episode uh fish man rules all that is a shout out <laughs> to that mon calamari jedi so yeah he uh he is the gatekeeper this one's on that fish thing. man you're the gatekeeper of the Padme event, Fishman. He's ruling all. So he is. 
Well, <laughs> uh, we want to jump to finishing up the Q&A. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Hey, boys. Do you have any tips for us less experienced players? So uh, I got a very big, big tip here. I'm sure you do. Very big tip. <laughs> All righty. Um, do you remember where we, we left were? left off with Darth Big Dog's question. Yeah, okay. you'll see in my in Discord, you'll see a little okay hand. That was the last question we did last week. Ah, nice. Darth Big Dog, he was the last question of last week, so we will start with A. Lewis uh, with his question. Will this become another three-week of three-hour podcasts? Hardy har, yes. Uh, real question here. For JKR, J Jedi Knight Revan team, That what stats should I focus on for each tune, and what are good levels? I.e., Grandmaster should have offense, and 600 is good, 7,000 is amazing. I'm going to be getting JKR in a few hours when this gets read. Well, that would have been that would have been last week if it was read, but we're a week behind there. <laughs> yeah. And I want to see if my current mods are good or great or whatever. So I'm with 6,000 to 7,000 offense on Yoda is very good. Agreed there. Um, um, I think it's kind of hard to put actual thresholds just because, you know, people may focus too much on that. I mean, for, you know, for the most part, um, you know, it depends on what mods you have and what gear levels you're at. Um, you know, it's probably better to focus on what stat there is and just see how good you can get that stat for those characters. Yes. Um, for example, I getting getting Jolie just as beefy as you can uh, is the way to to me that's the way to go with him because the most the biggest thing he's doing is healing and I think it's his health I think some of his abilities really depend on what his health is yes for sure so I'd say uh, maxing out Jolie's health as much as you can is the best way to go with him especially because a lot of the time. If you're fighting a Jedi Knight Revan, it will Ooh. it'll target your Jolie. And if your Jolie's beefy enough that it can last through an entire if it's if it's beefy enough that it can last through an entire focus and not die, you don't lose savior. And so that first one's kind of a wash for that Jedi your opponent. And then if you can find a way to get him really healthy and still fast, it makes it even crazier for him because A, he's attacking and gaining all that crazy health and protection back, but he's also getting rid of focus quicker, which does not make you lose salvation at the very beginning on the first focus. So making sure your Jolie is beefy makes the team way more annoying to fight against, especially for defense for you. If your team is, if your arena is still a lot of Jedi Knight Revens. Yeah, for sure. And I think, and I think those two are really the only ones that I ever really focused directly mod stats on speed on revan yeah speed yeah that's another one so speed on revan offense on grandmaster yoda and health on joe lee and i think if you get those three going that way whether whoever you use in the other two spots however you decide to mod them will be fine i'm sure there's ways to make them better to 
make the team even better. But I think if you did that to those three, whatever the other two were, wouldn't matter as much. Yeah. That's a good point. I agree. Um, all right. Next question. question comes from Argyle Mind. I'm an active player, 3.9 million GP, and I have every legendary character except Darth Revan and Darth Malak. Karth is 16 out of 100, and Juwani is 33 out of 100, so I know I will get Darth Revan the next time. Should I focus my gear on Old Republic tunes for Malak or gear up Anakin and Ahsoka? Gearing up Separatist Droids is another option, but I just started farming B1 and Droideka. I've never played KOTOR, and I love the Clone Wars series. Wink, you need to watch it. He emphasized need. So I'm leaning more towards Anakin and Ahsoka. Um, and do do what you want to do. Ha- have fun. Um, go with Anakin Honestly, and Ahsoka. They're great, especially if you're unlocking Padme. They're so good. I... Okay, not to unlock them, but if you did unlock Padme. Because my answer is going to be... If you're right now, the best focus is probably to get the most return is probably going to be those separatists and the separatist droids because the next thing we know for sure coming is a dark side territory battle on Geonosis where you know separatists are going to play a big part too. That's a good point. So gearing up your separatists right now is going to do two things for you. So you're getting twofold out of it. And not to mention separatist droids if you're gearing them already makes another really good Grand Arena and Territory War team. Um, So throwing Territory War and Grand Arena to the side, you're also getting ahead of the curve for Territory Battles and ahead of the curve for the next time Padme comes, if you're not getting her this time around, which I can't say for sure whether you are or not, but if you're still thinking about gearing Separatists and Separatist droids, you might not be there at this point, so... You'll be set up for TBs, and you'll be set up for the next time Padme comes around if you do Separatists. Now, I don't think you can go wrong doing Anakin and Ahsoka, but if you're not unlocking Padme, I'd say it's probably better to start in the part that will get you Padme and then move into Ahsoka and Anakin. Yeah. But I Ahsoka, think that's pretty solid. Ahsoka, Anakin, and General Kenobi, they synergize well. Kenobi has a oh, good yeah. leader ability for Galactic Republic as well. So if you have those three, you're still going to get a decent 3v3 uh, arena team, or grand arena team. And which is something we did not mention, because I didn't really go over the calendar, but I think it's worth mentioning. One of the territory wars this month, Ooh, yes. in the spot of what would be a normal vanilla territory war, is a 3v3 territory war. Indeed. What do you think of that? Because I very interesting. Yeah, I, I'm really excited for that. I'm not because I hate I think three v three. It's terrible. I don't understand. Like, it's terrible. I, I don't like it, but I love it. I think it's fun. I clear the board almost every time. So yeah. the only time I don't clear the board is if Darth Revan is there, which was today. So I rarely clear the board. Um, my guy, he got stuck on my Darth Revan, but he has a Darth Revan Malak team on defense. Not sure I'll be able to get through that. So it'll probably come down to if I can beat his ships or not. Yeah, it's, uh, looking at my Grand Arena 
Yep, I lost it. Dang it. Did wow. you? So I, I was waiting for him to move, and it, it, he has appeared to already have moved. Uh, he put his Darth Revan on the bottom, which I'm now looking and thinking that would probably have been the best way for me to go. That's what I we both did. I cleared his top and his ships and the two characters or the two teams with the Darth Revan on his. Mm -hmm. And I wound up with 1,601 points. He cleared my bottom and my bottom back, which had four teams in it, and got 1,722 points. Um, so, well, the guy I'm going against, <laughs> the guy I'm going against got 1724 and he cleared my top and has only left Darth Revan at the bottom front row. So, um, that's kind of what so I did also. In the world, he was just more efficient. I went one shot for all the teams. Yeah. He's way more efficient than me. Apparently. How do I, that's it. How does that math even add up? He, I, I mean, but check this out. So he beat all of my teams in one go, except for Darth Revan, which he never beat. And the other team he did not beat in one go, nor two goes, but three were the Death Bears. I tell you what, yeah, dude. that, that so. fast wicket really screws people. It always gets someone. <laughs> Love that sure. guy. All right, what's up from Frost Virus? Um, let's see. All right, Frost Virus. I have done two things while playing this game. One, play Jedi, and two, farm characters. The Jedi faction has always been below average, and I've gotten used to the position of being an underdog. Now that we have Jedi Knight Revan and a Galactic Republic faction rework coming, I feel very uncomfortable with my position as potentially being the top of the heap. On top of that, I am almost to the point of having every character at 7 star. What is What else is there to do in the game when you reach your goals of having uh, powerful, fun teams and actually collecting all of them? I like this question because this is kind of where I'm at as well. I, I totally understand your dilemma. Um, I think this is where Grand Arena comes into play. I think the, the championship thing with the Grand Arena coming into play, the... Um, just optimizing your teams, like being pretty selective about what characters you really max, you know, as far as putting those gear 12 pieces and six dot mods on them and trying to maximize them. Um, and, you know, also just finding mini goals. Like for me, the, uh, uh, you know, getting Kylo Ren on mass, getting him up there on that leaderboard for health. That was kind of a goal for me. That was kind of fun. I, I think you, when you kind of hit this end game point, you kind of need to start trying to find things that are, that, you know, if your thing's mods, like mine is, like that's generally where my goals lie. If it's about building team comps, I mean, figure out what are the best possible team comps you can build with your Jedi, you know, because you have all these Jedi leads um, or Galactic Republic. So you'd have like, say, a Padme lead. You've got Jedi Knight Revan. There's Qui-Gon Jinn. There's General Kenobi. I mean, there's, I mean, Bastila Shawn. There are so many options. Um, I mean, I, I think that would be the fun part is trying to maximize those teams for, you know, like 3v3 and 5v5 in Grand Arena and Territory War. And, you know, maybe try to come up with some of those fun teams and make them difficult for people on defense. What do you think? 
I think we're having uh, I think we're having tech issues again of some sort. Who knows? Um, we love technical difficulties here on the Shattered Door podcast. Uh, let's see. Just still kind of on that question. I mean, you could always start another account if you wanted, but, um, you know, I kind of think that, you know, kind of maximizing these teams is always a really fun part, especially if you're a strategist, you know, as far as the game goes. Um, and just, you know, maybe find something that you can do with, say, like, Plo Koon or Kit Fisto, some of these underused Jedis, find interesting ways to fit them into teams and kind of see what they can do because i'm sure there's a lot of those characters you know if you're that invested in them that you can you know find a good way to you know fit them in and make them super awesome okay i am back big problems there Uh uh-oh good timing including all of my audio recording being deleted oh no Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, oh, well, that's not good. Angry. This is going to be a great sounding podcast. Yeah, we'll have to make it work. Um. Anyways, I'm back. All oh, right. Geez. Um. Did you hear all that? Nope, didn't hear a word of it. My headset died. I didn't charge it enough before the podcast, and mm. that's what caused all the issues, so... Man, I'll be honest. Um, That's that's the only thing that I don't like about my lovely blue headphones is the battery life is so good on them that I don't have to charge them every time. That sometimes go a couple weeks and don't charge them, you forget. You know, that's what happened this time. Died right in the middle of it and killed my audio recording because the the uh, hardware. Yeah, had changed. I know what you're and talking so about. So it stopped the recording, deleted the record. Oh, God. I, I like Zara's idea in chat. Uh, we should get GMP a shirt that says "technical" and Wink one that says "difficulties." That would be pretty funny. <laughs> that would be funny because I'm always on top of you on the uh, on the games or the trivia screen. So the difficult would be on top, and or technical would be on top. Difficulty would be below. And on the other screen, I'm always to the left of you, so it would look, like read straight across. It's perfect. It's beautiful. That is a top-notch suggestion. So, yeah. Um. All right. I don't even uh, know what question we're on. Uh, I just did Frost Virus. You can either answer that if you want, or we can move on to Tesh. Well, let's go ahead and move on. All right. I do like his question, but I don't want to dwell on it too much. All righty. Tesh, aka Lord Trivia, asks detailed mod question. Hey, it's right down my alley. I have about 30 million credits. Should I level up all those trashy gray mods I get from farming uh, to level 9 or 12, or should I just sell them and only level up the purple and gold ones? That is a fantastic question. Um, You know, I'll be honest. Unless it's a gray mod that I am really looking for something on, like, say... Um, here lately I've been looking for some offense squares 
because I don't really have anything that I love. Uh, I mean, I may keep those and level them up, but it's like very selective. I mean, it's it's like it's a primary with secondaries, multiple secondaries that I actually want and am hunting for, you know. So if I find that primary with set bonus, I may level it up to three and 12 and see what happens or maybe nine and see if I get at least two secondaries I like and then finish it off. Um, other than that, I pretty much just sell them, though. You know, if you're an uh, earlier game player, you you know, that might not be as good of an idea if you're not getting quite as much mod salvage if you don't have, well, hell, actually, if you don't have as many credits, you're probably better off selling them anyway, so that way you're not wasting credits on mods, so what do you think? I'm always sitting at the cap, so gray are always the first to go. Yeah. I don't even really pay attention to grays at this point. Now, I have been doing a lot more... I have changed up my I didn't mention this on the what I've been doing this week, but I did I have recently changed up the way that I farm mods from the store. Okay. I'm now taking anything that's blue or higher instead of purple and higher that has speed on it and leveling those. That's a good um, idea. I have gotten four mods this week between fifteen and twelve. 19. I haven't got any 20s, but Hell four yeah. mods between 15 and 19, just going from only grabbing golds and purples to grabbing blues and then slicing them up. Um, I got some really good mods this week that way. So, I don't know. I To answer the second part to his question, should I just sell them and only level up purple and gold ones? I think there's still a argument for blues. I have Agreed. not tried this with greens. Greens just seems blues to me was already was is already on the edge of what I want to do because of how many initial bumps you get from the blues dropping down from the purples. Greens is even less. So I, I yeah. mean, most of the time I will immediately sell a blue or a the greens and the grays since I'm at the mod uh, cap. I don't really too worry about them too much. But I think I like your idea too because let's say you're looking for a offense triangle with a certain stat on the primary on it and you don't have any else level that up to 9 to 12 see what the secondaries are there and see what you can get out of the uh, slicing on those types of mods but that's if you have them sitting around because obviously you're not going to farm white mods and the odds of you getting a white mod most of the time and it being exactly what you want are pretty small. So to me, sell. I'd sell them all. Yeah. I'd sell the grays. Um, so I basically just started working from gold, work all those up, then went to my purples, worked all those up, you know, looking for secondaries that I like that had high numbers that I like, slice those and just, you know, as they get better, like if I'm looking for speed, um, I'll sort by speed and start going down and whatever the like, you know, lowest tier color is that's highest on that list, I will slice first. Um, I actually did it. There's a video on our YouTube channel of my process for slicing mods. You can go check out where I kind of go through this whole process if you're curious, but um, that's kind of how I do it. Um, and I feel like it's effective, so... Um, next question is, what is your favorite Discord bot? 
DSR bot for me. I like comparing to see what I have versus who I'm facing in Grand Arena. I think because I've used it the longest and it also does what you're saying, I think the Swaga bot is my favorite bot. And I've been using... Swaga bot is just the bot that's been around since they started we started seeing star wars galaxy of heroes bots being created i can tell you this mm -hmm. much we were on discord since guilds were created and it took a year before i found a bot that would do anything with swaga anything with stats or any of that kind of stuff and that first bot was the swaga bot and uh we used it for all our raid notifications it does grand arena ah, it does polls great. it does all kinds of stuff and in it's just it does mods. That was one of the first mods, uh, mod bots that pulled from Crouching Rancor. It just does all kinds of stuff. Pretty much anything that any other mod bot has done, it's been added to the Swaga bot, and uh, it just works well. The other part to it is, um, I mean, there's a lot of really good ones. The APR AP5R Protocol Droid bot. That one's good. Um, I really like the counter bot for their uh, Territory War counters. That one's awesome. There's a lot yep. of them out there, but Swaga bot is probably my favorite. Cool. Um, Apropos ask, with the amount of players getting 7-star Treya and the Galactic Republic approaching greatness. Oh, and General Grievous for steps. What's some of the better teams to try and get better ranks in the Heroic Sith Raid? I like this question. Um, you know, obviously depends on what you have. If you have Jedi Knight Revan, I mean, that is that is going to be your bread and butter. Um, if you have if you haven't already, I'll plug our YouTube channel again. Of course, youtube.com slash pod. And I've got videos showing you how to use the Jedi Knight Revan team in Phase 2, but... I mean, that is going to be your highest scoring team, most likely. I mean, you can get over 10 million pretty easy. Um, I'd say pretty easy. You know, if you're gear 12 and you have them modded properly, you can get over 10 million. And, you know, that goes a really long ways towards getting up there. Um, and then after that's probably phase one with RJT. Um, phase one's always great just because most guilds have a start time. You know, even if you do free-for-all, it's the one phase that you can always set up to get a really good run on. And, you know, with the Finn rework, he is really good on that team. 3 po is <laughs> really good say, there. You got options. I did, phase one, I did phase one for the first time in uh, Future of the Order tonight. For the first time in, like, a month, probably, that I've actually uh, hit phase one. And I use the team of RJT, BB-8, R2-D2, C-3PO, and Finn. And Heck I was yeah. able to do 14%. Easy. Without really even thinking about what I was doing. 14% with that team. Nice. Like, that team is super fun. Finn is... Once, once Finn gets his, his special maxed out, the one that's... Uh, the second special... Yep. That thing was hitting for a hundred thousand every time he used it, and he used it every turn. Yep. So it's really easy to get high damage 
out of uh was it 14 percent no whatever it was a really high percent but the yeah the fin that fin rework under rjt and phase one really really good and then being able to use c3po as well for all the mass assists with which adds yeah. a lot of exposes which adds a lot of turn meter that team is just super fun now in phase one like i had never tried it decided to try it tonight really really liked it i actually got my best score in phase one ever just playing around tonight so hell yeah that is very a good, nice that is a good team to use so. um phase three uh so there was a team i can't remember what it was but it took the um it was zeta farm boy luke uh, rebel type team um mm-hmm. i believe as far as I know, that team does still work, and I mean it can damn near solo P3, but it I mean requires some pretty ridiculous mods. But it's basically a uh, turn meter gain type team with Scarecrow, Pathfinder, and CLS lead. Um, that's an option for P3. Simpler is obviously a checks mix team, especially if you have Chewy. He makes a checks team so easy, whether you're running it with Han or Greedo. Um, he's he's amazing because days is the one thing that really screws you on that team and Chewy can prevent that. And then, you know, pretty much night sisters, um, get that Asajj lead and, you know, load Daka up with a total crap ton of health and just go ham. <laughs> I agree. A lot of good teams now. A lot yep. of them. Um, any other teams that you can think of that should have been mentioned? Uh, none that I can think of right now. Uh, those are the main ones. All right. What's the next question? Um, I think we answered this question last week, but it was about power creep. I think we talked about that one. All right, even if it wasn't about the question, we talked about Jedi Knight Revan, me thinking he was the worst that we've seen so far. And it's still having rippling effects, but uh, we all assume Sith ships are coming ships meta. I don't think we all assume that, but some people do. Which squad faction will be required for the next legendary event after Padme? Could you see a gun gun squad coming that operates similar to the Ewoks? Two separate questions there. Uh, Which squad faction will be required for the next legendary event after Padme? Uh, let's just pretend for a moment that the next thing coming is a light side territory battle after the dark side. You needed Separatists to get Padme. Let's just assume that you need Galactic Republic next for the next one. That would be a safe bet, I think. Is there a, uh, I mean, would there be a dark side legendary character from the prequels that you can think of? That I can think of? Or Clone no. Wars, because I guess technically we're in the Clone Wars era. Who were the bad guys in Clone Wars? Maul. Dooku. Hmm. Palpatine. What if we... Give us the, what if give we us the Senate. Seeing Just give a us Maul the Senate. rework. That would be interesting. I could deal with that. Um... My concern about power creep, yeah, a little bit. Um, I mean, you're you're kind of getting to these points. 
but there's also like so many characters in this game now that you know like we've seen with Malik they kind of have to throw in stuff to prevent complete and total obvious counters just because there are teams that do everything so um I mean I think there will always be power creep because they don't want something you know already existing to just smash whatever the hottest new toy is but um I mean I think it's something that'll always be there to some degree but can touch says uh hondo <laughs> Huh. There's your legendary. Interesting. Power creep will always be there. That's why they're doing these. That's why they've introduced this retouch and rework thing is to start trying to bring some of the older characters that are completely obsolete now, like to the point where they're unplayable to a point where they are actually fit into squads and are playable in certain situations. Um, yeah. yeah, I think their power creep will always be there, and then they'll always be playing catch up to bring, make sure that your full roster has a place and can be played. Who knows if certain characters like Mob Enforcer or Cup or any of those types will ever be usable? But I think more importantly, before them are named characters that are unusable becoming good, which is kind of the what they're doing with these. Galactic Republic reworks and some of these old Jedi that they're probably going to rework, uh, making them playable uh, the way they should be, mm-hmm. whether that's adding another faction tag to them to make them synergistic, whatever they got to do, I'm on board for that because at this point, I don't have anything to farm except new characters, and most of them dropped on hard nodes. So the farming, store farming, pretty much gone. Uh, cantina farms for me pretty much gone. The only place I farm anything is from hard nodes and fleet hard nodes. So the more fun thing at this point after having everyone is having these rework teams where now you're using now you're using what you're getting to farm gear to work on work on those characters that you've always had and uh make the teams work. And I guess that kind of goes back to Tesha's questions. Like, what do you do now that you have everything? Well, you start, you start those, start those, uh, gearing of those fun teams. And the way, the more they, they can work through the power creep and make more fun teams, the more fun I think it is in general, because you have a bigger choice of what you can work on. And when you do finish working on them, you feel accomplished for it because you have a good team like when i finished my ewoks i knew i had a good team and then it just became better with everything else that happened after that you know what i mean here's a question for you do you think that the almost forced synergy that we're in like they've kind of killed mix and match teams to some degree but we do still see you know these hardcore synergy teams um do you think that's good or bad for the game because I'm having fun right now in Arena because using, you know, some dark side characters, uh, you know, the DR trio with Kylo and Jedi Knight Anakin, that's been kind of fun for me just because it's something different, you know, um, that works really well together. But what do you think? I, I mean, it's been fun in ways to do that, but I 
I'm not offended or hurt by them moving towards more synergy because back in the day when we didn't have that type of thing, I used to always say on the show that that's what I wanted. And now we're in a point where that is the thing. And that's now people that's are it, they, though. There's no in between, I think's the problem. I am completely fine with that. Yeah. It does I not bother it. me. Not a fan. Anyway. Okay. Um, you can I, still I, mix I, and match. I figured that would they're be They're just not answer. as good. Yeah, it's just terrible. <laughs> um, well, and a lot of the ideas get killed, which is unfortunate. So, um, alrighty. Zane Kark asks, question one. What 3v3 team is cut? Oh, we answered that last time. Never mind. Yes, we did. We will skip to the next one. Our good old friend, Darth Microtransaction. What is your feeling on the significant lack of midriff? <laughs> simple. Very simple answer. Okay. And they talked about it in chat earlier. Disney is trying to take that aspect out of out of their product. Uh, Slave Leia stuff doesn't get sold by Disney. Or it doesn't get authorized by Disney anymore. Yeah. Same thing for Midriff Padme. So if they wanted to add that into this game, they would have had to go through Disney and have them approve it, and that would have never happened. I'll be honest. That's my guess. Now, someone said that the devs said that they have a a model of Midriff Padme built that might show up in the game. But if if I had to venture a guess of whether that will show up in the game, I would have to say no. No. I'm willing to bet it does not. That and might that be something that we see in the territory uh, battle. You know, maybe that dark side territory battle, we battle a midriff Padme, you know, because that would logically make sense, um, mm-hmm. you know, as a place here. But um, I would have preferred midriff Padme. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not that opinionated one way or the other. Some people are very opinionated and... <laughs> We're not going to get into that, but... Um, <laughs> Does not bother me either way. Well, I... I because do, it's pixels on my screen. It is pixels. I just think that some people can have stupid takes. That's my only point. <laughs> um. All right. So, Ski Trooper asks, will, will that come with a Zeta? I, I definitely think that... I mean, if, if I could throw a Zeta to get some midriff... You know, that'd be a Zeta well spent, right? Come on. <laughs> Literally, the Zeta is a animal comes in <laughs> and claws her chest right before the match starts. Nice. And then disappears. <laughs> Very nice. Um, all right. Uh, so, uh, caffeinated brawler Ewok slash... I'm not sure how many names you've had. Been a lot. Um, so a lot. Uh, I don't even play and still listen. Is there any way I could get into the game without a massive time commitment? Start a new account, but then you're buying. But there's not a ton of time commitment at the beginning of the game. Man, I think and if, if you've you been just out of this care. game, and if you've been out of this game long enough. You're probably going to want to start over anyway if your other account didn't spend a lot of money on it. Yeah. I mean, that's the best way. And if you don't care. I mean, there's pe- like literally there are people that sit in the thousands arena rank 
and are completely fine with that and play every day, do all their dailies and never move up in arena, never move up in fleet arena, any of that stuff. They just play the game to have fun. Yeah. That's how you do it without a massive time commitment. You decide that you're just not going to, you're going to play it casually, basically. Yeah, that's now, a good point. you listen to our podcast, either because you love the game and you are that into it, or you just really like me and Wink. If it's the second one, we appreciate you even more for that. But if you're listening to podcasts, I assume that you're the type that, if they got back into it, could not play it that casual. So... Getting back into it without a massive time commitment going to be really hard. The best way I can say to do that is to start over because the beginning of the game, very simple. There's a lot of good guides out there on how to play the game from the beginning, the best way you can starting a new account. So it might be fun for you to start a new account without all that pressure, I guess. Yeah, for sure. That's a good point. Yeah. And like Drew said, you you're a smart guy now at this point in the life cycle of this game. Whatever you did start with a new account, you would know exactly what to farm, what to gear, and what not to gear to A, be good in Grand Arena, to still help in territory battles, to have a Rancor team from the start, to all the things that you need where you're not wasting resources. So starting a new account could be a lot of fun for you. Yep. Hey, uh, Chicken Bottom asks, uh, have to farm... Uh, Clone Wars Chewie again? That's another character that could get a rework. That would be interesting. Oh my god, is he listed as... He's gotta be Galactic Republic, right? In-game? That is an excellent question. Why don't we go check? I'm looking right now because he definitely needs a rework. I suspect he's probably not Galactic Republic, but... no sense. Because he fought with the Galactic Republic with Yoda. Interesting. Did he not? That's where he was with Yoda in the second movie. He is Galactic Republic. He is a scoundrel, Galactic Republic tank and leader. So oh, yeah, he is. Yep. Uh, there could be some synergy there somewhere. Oh God! Imagine Woo! Clone Wars Chewie getting a rework, and that would be amazing. Here's a question. So that. he he has a taunt and gains health up 30% for two turns. Does protection up adjust if you were to get health up? I don't know the answer to that question. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. I, I don't know if it changes your max, quote unquote max health when you get health up. That's a good question. Um, all right, so Chicken Bottom threw a question in yesterday. Uh, assuming with the Geonosis territory about battle map, there is another Hoda Rolo Hoth Han Wampa Stark IPD type character. What new characters would you like to see in those spots? I can think of one immediately that I would really like to see, and only for what. And it doesn't. I don't even care if they have a name or what. And I guess it's twofold. I would like to see a fifth Geonosian, and I would like to see Poggle reworked so that his leader ability drew the Geonosians together better. That's good. I like that. Um, I'm trying to think. 
I can't really recall anyone that I would really just love to see from that era. I w- I'm going to guess most of these probably be more Clone Wars related. Um, isn't the uh, mechanical legs mall in the Clone Wars series? Yeah, in the cartoons. Uh, so, I mean, that's a possibility, maybe. Um we mentioned this. We I think we kind of went over a question like this last week as well. But the other two were mentioned were Shakti, the Twi'lek Jedi. As uh, no, she's not Twi'lek, is she? I think she's the same as. She's the same as uh, Ahsoka. I don't know what species that is, but Shakti, as well as um, Kaya Adamundi, the Conehead Jedi. Ah, so those two. Um, like I said, another Geonosian to make that team five would be good. Hondo, another character that's from the Clone Wars, could totally be thrown in. That would be awesome. Pre Vizsla, someone mentioned in chat, another really good one. Uh, you know that Darksaber that Ahsoka, not Ahsoka, Sabine uses in when she does her armor shred. She pulls out that Darksaber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Pre Vizsla, it's his. Dar- it's it was his dark saber in the cartoons, and uh, he could come. They could form a Mandalorian uh, faction through that. That'd be interesting. Mm, yeah, there's a lot they could do, and a lot that I'm not even thinking of right now. But even clones, new clones, give me some new clones. Be okay yeah. with that. Nice, I like it. I like it. All right. Um, anything else? Or are we ready to jump into trivia? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the Force be with you. Um, one thing that we still do need to do is we need to give some stuff away. You know, with this being the, um, you know, Star Wars Day. Um, we do gift cards every month. We do gift cards to our Patreons and Twitch subscribers. And of course, if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can go sub on Twitch for free and get entered to win a $30 gift card every single month. Very cool stuff. Um, so make sure, make sure you do that. Uh, Dan? Yeah. I need you to pick pick a number between 1 and 47. 32. You want to go with 32? 32. All right. ZOS 50. ZOS 50. ZOS 50. You have won a $30 gift card. And um, make sure you very nice, very nice. Hit me up, and I will get that sent over to you. And that way, you know, if you want to get some crystals this weekend or whatever, 
get get on that. Um, and of course, we want to thank all of our lovely, lovely patrons. Um, all right, here we go. I'm gonna read off everybody's name. Thank you to <laughs> here we go each and every one of you. We love you all. Sig Sig from Swaga Events. If you don't already, if you're not familiar with Swaga Events, great Discord, great site. Check out their work. It is just top-notch. Vessen, Sima, Supreme Vengeance, Chicken Bottom, BMZR, Quoth, Ruskies, Ben and Z, Z Splash, STL Bruise, Recoil, War Bobby, Turner Viobi, Tyrek Thorn, Rock Painted Land, Boba Finn, Jitsu Jet, Sokar, the James James, Seafront, O2, Dean Paxton, Wookie Cookie, Gorstag, Laurent Dethane, Michael Bluth, Infidel, Zizer, Darth Molly McMold, 2, Ron Paul Bunyan, Han Pikey, Bedor, Saul, J Pod, Elton Blues, Voss Landek, Dorian Blade, Randy Marsh, uh, Lecter Duval, and Azazel. Very nice, very nice. Good job. I did not hear any of them, so I couldn't make fun of you. Um, all right. <laughs> Unfortunately, ah, crap. Um, I do not have. Well, no. Here, I do think I have the breakdown. Ah, there we go. All right, Dan. I need you to pick a number between one and forty. 21. Alrighty, give me one second and I will find 21. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find all of our stuff while I find this? Alright, everyone, let me break this down real quick here. Check this out. So, if you want to follow our YouTube, we got a lot of good stuff that goes on there. Most recently, Wink put out a video on how to beat Darth Malak. Uh, a couple different ways, whether you're using Jedi Knight Revan or Darth Revan or whatever you're doing, there's a video for that. Uh, we usually put out different types of videos on there as well as we upload the podcast from Twitch to there. Uh, make cutout segments of the show, little 10-minute segments, and put them uh, in their own videos. Uh, we've been doing Game of Thrones episode reviews and putting them on our, our SoundCloud and everything else, so you can go check that out. But YouTube.com slash ShatteredOrderPod, that is our YouTube you can always find us on Twitter at Shattered Order. Uh, if you want to join our Discord, where we hang out all week long before the podcast and every, any information you need about this show and us can be found there. Just go to discord.me slash Shattered Order. If you're not on our Twitch right now listening to this and you're listening to the podcast, you can go to twitch.tv slash Shattered Order. And usually on Fridays, Friday, late Friday nights, you can come watch the live streaming of us recording the podcast uh, as well. Patreon.com slash Shattered Order if you'd like to support the show to everyone that does that. That's what we're doing right now is uh, thanking you for that support. And the last thing is if you want to provide 
any type of feedback to the show, you can do it through our website at shatteredorder.com or send an email to theshatteredorder at gmail.com. Cool. Easy enough. Um, well, our $10 gift card this month is going to go to our good friend, Z Splash. Z Splash. All right. Very nice. Indeed. And give me one second on this last one. I am trying to find it. No, oh, the internet is not being nice to me. It's okay. We're all being soothed to sleep by the wonderful sounds of your girlfriend's harp. Indeed. It is lovely. Need to get some more harp music. Um, all right. So Z Splash got the $10 gift card and Sima got the $30 gift card. And uh, the... So... Uh, Zoss50 and Sima if you guys want a Shadow or t-shirt that is also an option but um, hit me up and I will get you guys your gift cards sweet alright dude you ready I'm totally ready so I asked I asked Tesh what the what the topic for this week was and he said Padme and Padme teams and uh, Galactic Republic stuff and so I just wrote down that the topic is just Padme things so the topic of trivia this week just Padme things and uh, if you got your quizzes app or your quizzes website open this is your game code it is one hold on let me bring it up on the screen alright your number is one two three seven one eight one two three seven one eight, and that will get you into trivia this week. Heck yeah! All right, I'm gonna destroy you. By the way, I am. Uh, I'm scared. No, you should be. You should be. All right. <laughs> you ready to do All right, this? Let's do it. All right. Yes. Why don't you ask the questions this week? All right. Sounds good. I am hitting the start button. Three, two, one, go! First, some help with the Padme event. Which of these things causes undispelled protection up against Padme's team? Assist, rip Geo Soldier, losing protection up, Padme's basic, or her special? Bring on ability block. Again, the question is. Which of these things causes undispellable protection up against Padme's team? Assist, losing protection up, Padme's basic, or Padme's special? I have a guess. Do what? I said I have my guess. All right, what is your guess? Her special. I am saying it is assist. But it's not assist. It's not right. I believe it is. No, it's attacking out of turn. Well, correct. So, assists would be 
What if, that doesn't cover everything. I don't believe it said, what is everything that will cause it? It says, what of these will cause it? Mm, I've already passed the question, so I can't reread the question, but counters or <laughs> assists is not the full answer. But it is the only one. It that is was a correct. answer. Um, Either way, the I I I didn't remember undispellable as part of that, and I knew that that's what that was alluding to. It's just I'm annoyed that I didn't remember it was undispellable for some reason. Yeah. I thought I don't remember seeing that in there because I went back and looked at it later. Remember? I don't know. Yeah. Weird. Um. All right. Question number two: How much does Asaja's offense increase? When all her crappy allies die. 120%, 100%, 80%, or 60%? Huh. Well, that's I'm interesting. I'm down to two answers. I'm not sure which one, though. I got two answers too, and I'm not sure. Uh, I'm gonna go with this one. I am going to go with this one. All right, what is your answer? I guess eighty percent. I guess the same thing, and we were both wrong. It was sixty percent. Yep. Interesting. That is not what I thought it was. Can't touch. ATF is a Sokotano fulcrum. That is correct. Which of these tunes cannot dispel protection up? B2, IG100, Sunfock, or Asage? Ooh, I know my answer. I know mine as well. Again, the question is, which of these tunes cannot dispel protection up? Your answer is? Uh, Magnaguard. Uh, that is my answer as well. Along with that being the correct answer. On to... Yep, knew that one. Question number four. Actually felt pretty good about that one. All right, what's four? All right, so who will we use with Padme? Who can grant allies protection up on their basic ability? Kanan, no one, C-3PO, or ATF? I have my answer. Well, this... Do you have yours? I mean... I have a guess. I don't think I have the right answer. All right. Well, um, who can grant allies protection up on their basic? Kanan, no one, C-3PO, or ATF? And your answer is? I said Kanan. That is what I said as well. And uh, we was wrong. It was ATF. Which I guess is why someone asked who ATF was in the chat. <laughs> ah, yep, that makes sense. I should have just gone with it, but I just figured they just saw ATF and wondered who it was. I thought the same thing. Well, damn. Alright, moving on to question number five. How does C-3PO give allies protection up? When they gain three stacks of translation, when they gain buffs, by calling them to assist on an enemy with confused or whenever C-3PO does a basic and the ally has translate. Alright, so apparently people didn't hear us the first time. 
They're asking again who ATF is. Ahsoka Tano Fulcrum. That is correct. ATF. All right. Uh, you you talked about this earlier, and I completely spaced it, and here we are losing points at the end of the match. So I, um, I'm going to go with this one. Um, again, and I am correct. How does C-3PO give allies protection up? The correct answer is the thing that I selected when they gain buffs, which sounds like what you that selected was what as I well. selected as well. Indeed. It is technically, more specifically, non-protection, non-unique buffs. Yep. All right. Question number six. Protection up can be prevented with buff immunity, shock, etc. Who of the following is not capable of cleansing such debuffs on allies? Anakin, General Kenobi, Padme, Ahsoka Tano, or they all can? I got my answer. I got my answer as well. Who cannot, or who is not capable of cleansing such debuffs on allies? Your answer is... I screwed up what I was thinking. I picked on none. All of them can. Ooh. But now I know why I'm wrong. I picked Anakin, which is the correct answer. Yeah, Anakin can AoE dispel. He doesn't cleanse. Correct. So. Yes, sir. I knew right when I saw that he was the answer <laughs> that I'm like, oh. Duh. I hate it when that happens. All right. All right. Question number seven. Under Padme, allies with protection up, blank. Cannot lose buffs. Are immune to all debuffs. Cannot be critically hit. Resist all debuffs. Select all that apply. This is a new twist. Have not seen this before. Yeah. I got my answer. Uh. Uh, hold on. I don't know. <laughs> This is, uh... It's a hard one. Okay, I got my... Squadron's trying to pipe in. I got my answer. Yeah, they need to... They they want to roam. (laughs) What is your answer? My answer is resist all debuffs and cannot be critically it. That is my answer as well, and it is correct. Got him. Hell yeah. I ended up with five out of seven being correct. I got three out of seven, so. Ouch. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I took you down this week, sir. I took you down. Well, it's funny because, like, what was the other, the old quiz app? Yep. The old one we used to use, Uh, I used to beat you at the beginning of that all the time. I always won Kahoot at the beginning. And then you're always winning this one at the beginning. It's I like it. Hilarious. I like it. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that is it for the Shattered Order regular show. Uh, if you're here in live stream, we're going to carry on to some Game of Thrones. But um, of course, if you like Game of Thrones, you, this will be a separate podcast in the podcast directory and. Um, uh, I guess uh, I don't really have much else to say. Uh, anything else that you want to mention? 
Uh, be here next week for episode 148, where we are Woo! contemplating having a guest. So Ooh. we'll see if that actually ends up happening next week. All Stay right. tuned. Sounds good. And we'll catch that, you guys later. Later.